everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Namaste Bitches. I decided I didn't like the woo-woo music with the gong and everything, although I thought it would be funny. just winds up being annoying. So today we will be listening to Bach underscore this episode. And this is episode is with Pierre Novelli. He's a stand-up comedian here in London. He was born in South Africa, but he's been pretty much raised on the Isle of Man. And Pierre lost about 60 pounds a while back. And uh, when I was going through my trying to run and lose weight and all that, I wound up back in January, I think, having a discussion with Pierre. And it was just really interesting, and I think he has a really healthy outlook on weight loss and fitness, and he's someone who did it all himself. And uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, and after talking to him, he pumped me up so much that I was like, I got to have him on the podcast. And He's been in my head for the last couple months since that chat, so I thought we'd do our best to duplicate it here. So, without further ado, here is Pierre Novelli with his piece of advice. Alright, well, what is your piece of advice? Um, don't throw your toys out of the pram. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I used to, I still do that, but I used to do it 100% of the time. <laughs> And then you have no toys. Then you have no toys, and you look like an idiot. <laughs> Just around who? You, who you, do you, you look like an you, idiot? You fail <laughs> to yourself, to your, to, to, to your sensei, <laughs> to the ghost of whatever old man appears above you when you. What kind of childhood did you have? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Star Wars a lot because <laughs> of the. The movie, the movie um, coming out. Yeah, you can't you can't throw your toys out of the pram. I destroy my own progress by doing that all the time. Uh, are we are we using that as an analogy for other things? For everything. For yeah. everything. Yeah. So, d- d- what does "don't throw your toys out of the pram" mean to you? Um, I would always. I'm really impatient. Mm-hmm. A good phrase I learned for it the other day is "Caesar or nothing." Where someone who's either I'm either I'm Caesar or nothing at all, and they they get all you know ratty about. I'm very impatient and always want sort of instant results. I'm I'm like that too. Yeah. I'm I'm finally trying to like calm down about mm. that, but it's really hard. If I was if I was doing anything and I had even a minor setback that meant I had to tediously redo the last few steps, I would immediately I'd be like, well, there's no point doing anything then, or just or I'd let it ruin the next sort of two weeks. Yeah. Whereas what you should do is just go, well, then that's what I have to do mm-hmm. to get this thing I want. And yeah. just power through because then you you're essentially invincible <laughs> if you can do that. Well, I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to be like, no, I'm gonna like, uh, like trying to put a square peg in a round hole, and then you wind up having yeah. to do it all over again, anyways. Yeah, because you just didn't accept it early enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, so. In in that vein, is that something that you apply to your work, to your health, to your in relationships? Is it everything, uh, or is it like in at this point in your life, where where does don't throw your toys out of the pram? Where is that best focused for you? That piece uh, of advice, mostly on health. Yeah, like on everything really. It's always it's like it's just it's very broad, cliched advice. So <laughs> you can apply it to anything. Um, but for Pierre, <laughs> yes. But for me, uh, so you get off the wagon and you smoke a bunch of cigarettes or something. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean well back to twenty a day. You just go well. Did, were you up to 20 a day? No, no. Okay. But like, just as an example, okay. I was always, if, when I smoked, I was like a kind of amateur league. <laughs> I 
always around stand-up kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you sort of go, I'm trying not to smoke, but then on Saturday I smoked a whole bunch mm-hmm. of cigarettes. You go, that's fine. doesn't mean you need to smoke on Sunday. Right. Or through Monday, Tuesday, all the way to the next Saturday. You just go, that happened. That's fine. I'm not going to let it turn avalanche, snowball yeah. into a, this huge fucking <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> I'm not going to detonate myself. I haven't smoked for two months up to that point. Now you just start again. Start yeah. the time again. Or, and just, it's the same with weight loss. Like if you go to the gym and, uh, or use your scale or whatever, and you're like three kilos above what you think you were going to be, mm-hmm. don't freak out. Yeah. Whereas I would always freak out. I'd be like, well, then it's pointless. And, I'm, uh, and then I'd use that as an excuse to essentially just go back to, I was going to say go back to old habits, but probably worse than old habits because your return is more intense for having denied yourself yeah. for a while. So you actually get even worse than you were before. Oh, that's funny. That is true too. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the winter, I ran into you when I was doing uh, all the running. <laughs> all yes, the running. You were, yeah. And, uh, and I'd stopped drinking and my scale hadn't changed at all. Mm. And I was like losing my mind about it. Yeah. And you, uh, you, like your little pep talk for me was like, all right, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> it's okay to just plateau. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm on a huge plateau at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I've been on a plateau weight-wise now for maybe eight months. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been focusing particularly hard on losing it, but I've been relatively disciplined and you know it's, can i ask how much you lost oh yeah to begin with? do you work in what kilo stone pounds i work in pounds okay of course americans always i always get surprised in america because you guys have pounds but you don't go into stone no i have no clue i mean i sort of know what a stone is a stone i think is 14 pounds oh i thought it was 12 then i don't know well, maybe it's 12 i actually don't know the imperial system very well yeah. at all okay i'm gonna figure it out in pounds hang on um maybe you, yes. can, you can tell it in both for our listeners yes if you want if you're listening in Europe <laughs> and everywhere else. Oh, okay, so I lost just about 60 pounds. Wow. Which is about 27 kilos. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, 60 pounds. Over a span of? I'd say 20 months. Okay, that's sort of great. Just over a year and a half. That's really that's realistic. Yeah. Well, you and know the, what I mean? And like, the majority of that, like not a, a very wonky graph as well. Like the majority of that, actually, the big a big lion's share of it. We're talking a particular four months. Oh, really? Where whatever, I don't know, the, the the little guy inside me in charge of how fat I am was like, I surrender for four months. And it just went, Shoo! shut down spookily yeah. quickly. And then it just plateaued for a bit and shut down a bit. And But there was a particular four or five months where it just it shut down and then you just have to deal with the plateaus. I mean, was that was that four or five months at the beginning or towards the middle? Or pretty much in the remember? middle. Okay. I began really slow as well. I didn't, I didn't. The other thing is you've got to kind of be kind to yourself. And mm-hmm. part of the Caesar or nothing mentality I had before is, well, if I can't immediately run five miles in a certain time, then there's no point in trying. Yeah. And I, I just give up. And yeah, I have so much trouble with that because yeah. uh, right now what I'm trying to do is concentrate on uh, activities instead of like losing weight. Does yeah. that make sense? So yeah. so I ran a marathon. No big deal. Nice. Uh, uh, one day I'll stop talking about it. <laughs> but uh, not today. But... Um, a year ago, there's no way I could have run a marathon, and sure. now I can run a marathon. So yeah. that's pretty. I'm trying to focus on the fact that that is cool. And yeah. It doesn't matter that I'm not 108 pounds or no, that would be too skinny. But you, you know what I mean. Yes, I, I think that would be. If I'm converting it right in my head, that is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, 
I remember my teacher taught me a, a rhyme, which is 2.2 pounds of jam is just about a kilogram. Yeah. Yeah. So Cause it's like 2.27 or something. Like right. That. So it would be, yeah, it would be around, um, that's like 50, 50 kilos. kilos. That's yeah. pretty small. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not attainable for me. No, but I mean, that's the other thing is that you've got to accept, like, I'm a big guy. Yeah. You're tall. Yeah. I'm, I'm about six foot four or 194 centimeters, 195. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would know for a fact, and I've got a big frame as well. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to, all jeans are skinny jeans. That's, <laughs> it's not, I'm not going to be like a short itch hipster or, mm-hmm. I don't know what, Brooklyn is that the New York equivalent? Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. Will, Williamsburg is where our Williamsburg, hips- okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, Portland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing like that. And you just have to deal with it and go, that's fine. That's, you'd, you'd be the best version of what you already, you can't, you, what, are you going to shave off your own bones or something? That's <laughs> not possible. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to have a realistic drop point mm-hmm. because yeah if you aim too low you're just gonna go insane because yeah. you're, sh- you're shooting for something that's not possible so when you were going through your little plateau areas mm. how did you how did you maintain your sanity through that uh part of it is uh, was logic so i have friends who are also big framed guys who are like six four and they are in very good shape and they drink beer and they have pizza and Do you, they, are you a drinker right now yeah intermittently yeah. No, but not heavy mm-hmm the one thing was if, if you have like a can of beer a night, it seems very reasonable, but that will fuck you up. That's bad. See, I was just going to ask what's reasonable for you. Cause one reason why I went on my no drinking thing yeah. is the friend I had the bet with was like, I don't really drink all that much. And I was like, I don't think I do. Yeah. But when I don't drink, I have three whiskeys in one night. That's it. Yeah. Like last night I had a half a bottle of wine. There you go. And, and that's pure sugar as well. Yeah. And it just... And I didn't get drunk. I was just sitting here working. Oh, no. How, you yeah. won't get drunk off it, but it's it's the effect. I mean, my, my body's very reactive. Mm-hmm. I can put on and lose two kilograms in a week. Really? Like really reactive, yeah. I think my dad has thyroid problems, so I imagine I will also when I'm mm-hmm. older, which is just a fact. It's just, <laughs> that's just genetics. Um, so, so some things you can have a genetic excuse for, some things you can't. Yeah. Because that's what I used to tell myself was, oh, I can't be like those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm special in some negative way i'm different you're, yeah. you're not you're just not if you if you look at any any situation where masses of a population have been put through a fitness program mm-hmm. so like world war Two, everyone's drafted fat guy from the city fit farm hand 40 mm-hmm. year old guy 18 year old guy they all get sent to the army because it's time to fight hitler mm-hmm. they all end up physically fit yeah. all of them because they have a they all eat the same thing and they all do the same exercise for for a fact when, when was the last time you heard a story in an in, even in a war film about well you know the thing with private johnson is he's invincibly fat <laughs> we've made him run a million miles and he's, he's still just, he's got a thyroid problem he's, <laughs> he's magical he doesn't obey the basic physics of energy in energy out <laughs> he's broken the universe it's not possible so that part of it was getting me through the plateaus was i know it's possible yeah i know it's possible that everyone else can do it Right. Therefore, I can do it. Yeah. And that cured me of that special, oh, I just suck. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm one of those people who can't lose weight. You hear you that he- a lot. You hear it a lot. And it's really, the reason you hear it is emotional. Because they're not using logic. They're using emotional logic right. to protect themselves from criticism. And that's fair enough because it's a big sensitive issue. Mm-hmm. But you can't live your life like that. Well, I have a question for you. When you lost all that weight yeah. and people noticed and still noticed, sure. um, do you friends go oh my god you look so good and then give excuses why they can't lose weight 
No, um, I'm just trying to think. The only people who've had that kind of reaction to it were uh-huh. either a negative reaction, or that's not necessarily directly not, negative. But not negative towards you, but like I know, uh, I just signed up to do a tough mutter. Oh yeah, um, yeah. If you want to do it, join the team. Maybe. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a bee in the house. That's unnerving. that's cool. That is huge. Anyway, guest uh, bee. <laughs> um, but what what was I going to say? Oh, I I've told some people about it, and um they've immediately told me why they are why they cannot do that sort of thing because they have a defensive reaction right and With, it's it's nothing it's not personal yeah it's it's nothing against me and i'm like i can't even do a pull up yeah but i hope i'll be able to by september <laughs> yeah yeah well that's some people some people have had that with the drinking thing, mm. where they sort of feel yeah, they need... Yeah, I bet people are more sensitive to that one. But then I guess, because most of my friends are comedians, they're very self-critical and uh, happy to be self-critical. So yeah. they're like, oh, I drink too much. I know I do. Like they, yeah. they, they, they're, not, um, they're not defending. They're just acknowledging a flaw. Mm-hmm. So not much of that. Some people have sort of been skeptical about it as a goal. Uh, the not drinking thing? No, the losing weight in general, okay. just getting in shape. How do you mean skeptical? Skeptical, like, oh, but is it worth it? Or, oh, but do you... Someone asked me if I felt more attractive. And I was like, well... That's an interesting question. Yeah, and you sort of go, well, objectively, (laughs) physically, yeah, I guess I do. Not in your soul. You should probably worry (laughs) if it affects, like, how you feel about your own soul, like, your own being. (laughs) Then maybe some therapy is in order, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you kind of have to look at it and go objectively this is a better situation than before mm-hmm. it just is and and i think if you if you're happy to be very unhealthy in any sphere you kind of need to be a bit more libertarian mm-hmm. with it not politically i mean sort of almost psychologically we go it's my deal yeah and this applies to drinking smoking and being overweight it's not just being overweight so you go look i want to smoke 60 marlboro reds mm-hmm. a day because i'm me and i like that and you go, that's fine yeah. Add a bottle of whiskey to that, nine McDonald's. Who cares? That's fu- That's great. Mm-hmm. But it, you need to also have that attitude to things like, like here in the UK, the health service is nationalized, you know. And drinkers and smokers, if you look it up, pay for themselves twice over because of the tax. Uh. So the tax on cigarettes is so high, like a pack of 20 is 10 pounds, like $20. Yeah. A smoker who gets all sorts of horrific diseases and has an iron fucking lung and has to visit also all the doctors in the world mm-hmm. in in the system, has already paid for that twice. So they're paying their way. They're absolutely yeah. fine. Same with the drinkers. Because getting drunk, especially in London, is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So the drinkers and the smokers largely pay for themselves. But if you're very, very overweight and you sort of... My, I, something that affected me was someone saying, you only get one body. That quote is good. Yeah. Because you go, yeah. <laughs> like, especially if you're an atheist. Because <laughs> then you go, well, then there's no second go. I had, a, I had a teacher in college who'd be like, there are no spare parts. Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> there's no box of a new knee. It doesn't it's ter- exist. It's yeah. terrifying, yeah. Which is also why I don't, I'm a big guy and my knees are probably going to burst like grapes when I'm like 35, <laughs> so... That's so why I don't want to run a marathon. I don't want to attempt that. I run with a knee brace on my right Do knee. Do you? Yeah. That's a good idea. I it's, mean, it's, having no idea what the state of your joints are like. You know, yeah. I will say, I think the only reason why I got through a marathon injury-free, mm. like when, at one point my knees were sore when I first started running, but I think it was because my body wasn't used to it. Yeah. And at the end of 26 miles, my joints were sore. Yeah. That's because I just ran for five hours. Exactly. Yeah. But... um. I did not hurt myself mm. at all. And I think the only reason why is because I continue to have a regular yoga practice. 
Yeah, that is a big. The stretching is a, is a huge yeah. part of and fast recovery as well. Yeah, I know why. Where my right knee hurts a lot. It hurts a bit when I do long distance running. Like mm. I'll run five k's fairly regularly on mm-hmm. the treadmill, and I know that's because I used to have terrible penguin feet, yeah. where you splayed feet and bad running posture. And my left leg's fine. My right leg, I swing it. Okay. When I move it, if I don't have a brace on, mm-hmm. and so the pressure on it is uneven. Mm-hmm. And the muscle surrounding the knee is not good enough to sort of withstand that weird, uneven hobbling yeah. pressure. So the the knee brace just straightens it up, and now I have no knee pain the next day. Oh, that's good at all. Yeah, because it's just disciplining my knee to run in a better pattern. Um, and I, I used to play a lot of rugby and stuff as well, a lot of contact sports, which I don't do anymore because I have enough concussions. <laughs> I have enough concussions. <laughs> I have enough. I, I used to roll my ankles. I've done my Achilles tendons both so many times. I used to roll my ankles a lot as mm. a kid. The last time I did, my left ankle is now permanently more swollen than my right. Yeah, they, they, they have delicate little buggers. Yeah. It's very annoying. I thought it, it never went down. Yeah. It, it actually annoys me to look at it. Because yeah. I'm like, it didn't used to always look like that. Like, <laughs> it's nothing anyone else can see but yeah. me. Like, no one is looking at my ankles being like, those yeah. are uneven. I'll be honest. Now I'm just thinking about the size of my ankle. Next time I'm around someone, I'm going to ask if they notice whether or not they're two different sizes. But anyway, so that's Pierre Novella so far. I just think he has a really good outlook on health and weight loss. And I like how he talks about being nice to yourself. Um, Yeah, don't throw your toys out of the pram. I'll be honest, I didn't quite understand what he meant when he first said it. I'm not sure if you can tell that at the beginning of the podcast. But yeah, just don't don't self-sabotage yourself. Little Namaste Bitches admin, this show will now go out the 15th in the first of each month or the first and 15th of each month, depending on how you count time. So this one will go out May 15th, and then after that we will have one with, I believe, Sophie Hagen, who is a stand-up comedian who's from Denmark and now also lives in London, who is an incredibly opinionated and wonderful woman. So I'm pretty excited to have her on. But let's get back to Pierre Novelli and talk a little bit about fad diets and willpower and the food standards in the EU versus America. All right, here we go. I used to have terrible asthma as well. Uh, is your Did your asthma go as you got older or yes. when you started to change your diet? Because um, well, I grew up, to, I lived till I was seven in South Africa, right. where the food regulations are about the same as they are in the States. So the level of preservatives and E-numbers is much higher because the EU is super fucking strict by comparison. Food's better here, right? I'm not making that up. It's got a whole lot less weird stuff in it. Yeah. It's way harder for food manufacturers to just make things. Like mm. there's a chemical that they, they, they put in yoga mats, which uh, is in... Uh, is not suitable for human consumption in the European Union, but in America is in the buns of McDonald's burgers. Really? It makes them uh, stretchier and more sort of bouncy and appealing. Um, it it, it may or may not it's be... It's in your polyurethane yoga bag. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. It may or may not be bad for you, but the EU have erred on the side of not in food, please. <laughs> um, it's not even allowed in packaging here, I think. Really? Yeah, for food. Anyway, but so the preservatives and drinks would set off my asthma. Um, I was bad. Like, I had to be on a vaporizer, like strapped in and, and like circulating. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just went away gradually. But um, yeah, that, again, that was an excuse. That's was an it? excuse for a while. Even when it had faded, you sort of go, oh, well, that's why I'm bad at this. And you go, no, you're not putting the effort in. Yeah. So how old were you when your asthma got Working, went away? It pretty much went away. By the, I, the last time I had a serious, like proper asthmatic asthmatic 
That's my attack. It was like nine or something. So. Okay, so did you hold on to that for years, like into your teens? Yeah. Were you like, oh, I'm asthmatic, so I can't. It, it, I can't run fast. And yeah. You go, no, it's not really. Like to an extent, you have reduced lung capacity, but I actually have been for lung capacity tests, and even with my height and even with the asthma, I have very good lung capacity. <laughs> like, and I was like, shit. I really wanted that little excuse nugget yeah. to sort of wave at people. So what made you what made you go, okay, no excuses anymore. I'm going to change uh, my health. I peaked. I, I peaked at a weight that was the fattest I've ever been. Okay. Which was, let's find out actually, in pounds okay. to, sh- to shock your listeners. You look at that real quick while okay. I run over there and get the coffee and pour okay, another you, cup. You do that. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I managed to reach uh, 302 pounds. Oh, that is a very big man. Yeah. That's like, even on your frame. That's, even on my frame, that's yeah. big. I was barely getting away with it, even with my frame. I, it was like 20, that's like 23 stone. Okay. That's 137 kilograms. Okay. Uh, so it's a lot, even for a big guy. That's a lot. Um, so, like, now I'm the, the lightest I've been for a while, and I'm still only about 18. 17 and a half stone which for most people is very heavy indeed um so that's probably like 245 pounds um, 245 pounds okay there. but that's but that that pinnacle uh, so i i had a pair of jeans that were like my fattest jeans and then they got tight and i was like okay no, this is becoming i just noticed the change in myself to an extent the scale is not that reliable to an extent you've got to pinch yourself in the areas my test used to be uh, my, my double chin, uh, how much I could, other I could pinch. And I got quite good at assessing if I'd put on weight. I go, there's a lot there. Because there was a certain level of weight where the most reactive bit, because you lose weight in stages, the most reactive bit was the double chin. Now now that's gone down. It's no longer a good uh, gauge. Now it's uh, sort of hip. Yeah. I can feel it first there, if I've exceeded Yes, exactly. Yeah. Totally, totally. And then all that kind of stuff is a good indicator of when you go up. Oh, Times maybe, you know, you cycle back on it. Whereas before, throw it to us on the crown. Might as well burst out of all my clothes. That kind of, kind of self-detonating attitude is bad. Yeah, might as well. That's why I've always, I've never problem people have when they go, I don't understand how you can reach 60 stone. I fucking do. And part of my motivation was when I reached that big weight, 300 pounds, 137 kilos, I sort of realized that for me personally, I didn't know when my stopping point was going to be. Because I've never really been a consistent weight since I was a teenager. So you've just been slowly creeping up? Uh, slowly creeping up and then shooting down or creeping up, but never a point where I plateaued even on the up. So there was, a, there was an element of fear where I went, when is this going to be enough? Because the way I eat, it's not based on, uh, particularly based on hunger. It's based on a load of other <laughs> nonsense. So there was a fear of like, am I going to need to be airlifted out of yeah. my fucking bed when I die? This is terrible. Louis C.K. has that joke of like, the meal isn't finished when I'm full. <laughs> the meal's finished when I hate yeah. myself. Exactly, like, yeah. Me too! Yeah. For me, uh, I remember once a meal was finished when um, I actually got a calorie headache. Oh. That was a lot of food. 
That wow. was a lot of food. I talk about this on my new show, actually. A oh, lot. really? Yeah, the, the, what, what's the name of your new show, by the way? Um, oh, yeah. It's uh, Pierre Novelli is Anxious Peter. Ooh, I like that. The, last year was Mighty Peter. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. And I'm lazy and I like patterns. So. Just so you know, I'll put all this in the show notes and whatnot. So. Oh, cool. So people can sort of Google it and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you... And, and also, I was, I was first team rugby at school. So like, what's that mean? Uh, so the starting squad... Okay. So um, there was an element at which I look back at myself. I found a photograph of myself on Facebook from when I was that age. Mm-hmm. And I remembered myself being much fatter. Don't I, you always? Well, that's it. I justified it to myself as, oh, I've always been like this. And I looked at the photograph and I went, what? oh, God. And so part of the decision and the power behind the decision was there's, 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 no, there's no, no reason. I'm still in like my mid-20s. There's no reason why I can't get back to that. Did you hear that? I heard a bee. Oh, was that the bee? The buzzing. Oh, okay. Yeah, very much I, a bee. I genuinely <laughs> thought the speaker did something. I don't okay. think so. Um, yeah, so that part of the decision was there's no, there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of it, where you go, oh, I want to not be like this. And you go, well, there's literally nothing in the way. Except for your you, own excuses. yourself, yeah. yeah. It's not like there's a guy, well, there's a sniper out there who's been trained to kill me if I lose weight. No, it's not, it's not true. I think the this best Edinburgh, you should do your comedy show and then on the free fringe, just do an inspirational TED talk. Because you're will, so, you, you just get me all ramped up. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no excuse. That's it, yeah. I'm going to eat a salad today. I will, <laughs> I'm going to eat two salads. I'll do that only if I can get a full white linen suit. <laughs> Like a sort of southern preacher. I, I will only do that if people let me put vowels after my consonants. Because that's what they all do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Objection! <laughs> that. If I... Okay, deal. If I can do that. I all need right. to learn how to do a bolus tie. Like a string bow tie. Oh, um, that'd be great. Yeah, so the, all this decision was like, well, there's literally... It's your own... It's your lookout. Yeah. And no one's going to step in and be your fairy godmother for it. And And... That was one big advantage I do have that some people don't, was that I wasn't always that fat. Mm-hmm. And I could look at a time when I wasn't, and that was a source of strength to go, therefore, therefore it is possible. Yeah. And also a part of it was, to a certain extent, ignoring a lot of advice that's out there. Because a lot of it is way worse for you than doing nothing. Let's talk about that. We were talking, mm. I was talking about health podcasts I listened to before. Yeah. And for me, sometimes they're so overwhelming that I'm just like, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not going to buy a bio mat <laughs> I don't to even sleep know what on. That is. It's like a mat where the, it's like got quartz or something. In it. It, yeah. it 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 helps take the EMF out of the room or so, I don't even understand what it does. It, it it's, it's voodoo science. It be, it's, yeah. it's supposed to help you sleep better at the end of the day. I mean, you know, I'm not. Maybe gonna, they do. I don't know. Hey, I'm not going to sit here and deny the placebo effect. Yeah. You know, like um, my dad wears a copper wristband. Mm-hmm. And he knows about the placebo effect, and he knows there's literally nothing. There's no proof, that, and he goes, "But you know what? When I wear the copper wristband, my arthritis in my wrist is seems less." Oh. And he says, "You know what? I actually don't care about the evidence. If it works for you, then it works, and that's fine. Yeah. The trouble is, if what works for you is a sugar pill that retails at forty dollars yeah. and is sold by a guy on like the Jesus Network or whatever, then it's a yeah, then yeah. it's a problem. Um, but like the paleo stuff and 
oh, you've got to live like a caveman. You go, what, a die at 38 from an infected spear wound? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and people say like, oh, the paleo diet, we haven't adjusted to the grains in our diet. And you go, that's not, that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one thing I do know from my history degree, mm-hmm. admittedly, I'm not a man of science, <laughs> I don't claim to be, but uh, lactose intolerance is mostly not genetic. It's, a, it's adaption. So in Wales, in, sorry, no, in Ireland, where for hundreds of for thousands and thousands of years a very cattle-based culture, lactose intolerance is vanishingly rare. Mm-hmm. It's at maybe like one percent of the population or less. In Japan, where they do not have any cattle herding culture in their past at all, and cows, if they existed at all, were sort of an aristocrat thing, and there's not enough land. Lactose intolerance—you're looking at like seventy, eighty percent. Like the vast majority of people there will be very lactose intolerant. Yeah, and that's not evolution. That's not millions of years. That's what a thousand, five hundred. Yeah, maybe less. Yeah. So the paleo thing, the science behind it is, is mostly bunk. But it, it, the, the, the reliable bit is, yeah, high protein, low carb, you'll yeah. lose weight and build muscle, sure. Yeah, I was actually looking into it because uh, I was like, I don't even know what it is, but it's very in vogue right now. Yeah. And I did see it and I was like, okay, I understand how that's healthy. Lean meat, lots of fruit and sure. vegetables, cut down on carbs. But when it was like, no peanut butter, I was like, we're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and when it just says things like, uh, oh, watch out for oats. And you go, look, there's nothing fucking wrong with oats, guys. That's not... The, the root oats of all evil are, is not oats. Also, oats aren't my problem. Yeah. Like, oats. kebabs are yeah. my problem. <laughs> yeah. The, a kilogram of melted cheese is the issue here, <laughs> yeah. my friends. Which, in theory... No, wait, you can't have dairy on this. That's it, yeah. But, the, but that's but the thing. But anyways, it, you, yeah. You, you can't... The stricter you are with yourself, the harder you'll you'll break. That's another thing we talked about when you gave me my pep talk. Pen. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this. I but do. It, like, yeah, it literally like the next few months. I was like, I'm fine. That's yeah. how long that was out. In those few months when I dropped all that weight really quickly. Yeah. Once or twice a week, I would have a sort of allow myself a kind of mini sna- mini breakdown. Yeah. And I just, I'd ha- you know, I'd fucking have a Domino's pizza. Yeah. I'd have a kebab. It'd be fine. I'd go out. I'd have beers because it's possible. I'd yeah. look at those guys and I'd say, okay. Another thing I realized was this self-discipline is not really a thing. Mm-hmm. So you look at a supermodel or an athlete, and I used to look at those guys and I'd think, how do they... I used to respect them a lot because mm-hmm. i go, how do they have the willpower, mm-hmm. the strength of character to not have the whole pizza, yeah. to not have two burgers, you know? And I, I think I've, I've learned since then that it's not that they have that strength. They do to an extent, especially if they're like horrifically skinny, then mm-hmm. yeah, they don't want to. Yeah. It's very easy to resist things you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, how, oh, how, they want to look like yeah. that more than they want a Domino's but, pizza. But not even that it's, it's, that's part of it. But also they don't, I find that if I'm healthy for about a month, I look at pizza and I'm quite grossed out. Okay. Because you get your change, your awareness, your body's chemical, it, it, your psychology, and maybe even something chemical in you changes, and you look at it and you go, "Ah, oh, that's excessive." Yeah. Like even when you like pizza, you could look at something like the KFC Double Down and think, "Fuck off, no way." It's yeah, just, that is how I feel about the KFC. Exactly. Double Down. I'm like, I'm not doing. Yeah, and you go, "That is horrific. That's a crime <laughs> of a piece of food." Yeah. But if you get healthy enough, you feel that way about pizza. More so about pizza, and you go, "Have a slice," but you won't eat a whole large one like I used to do. Yeah. It's very easy to resist things you don't want to do. Oh, however, do you not eat broken glass in the morning and then stab a needle through your eye? I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> very little willpower is required for me to avoid setting my legs on fire, punching a policeman. <laughs> That's not, I'm not keen on doing it. Wow, how do you resist? <laughs> it's not a question of resistance. So, um, 
when you had gave yourself a little break, you didn't have any guilt about it. You no, because you were consciously being like, "I'm just gonna have a pizza and some and, beers and and also I'll deal with the consequences." Uh huh. You, you've got to be an ad, an adult about this. So you go to the gym the next day. You weigh more. Of course, you weigh more. You had a kebab and nine beers or whatever yeah. mad thing you did. Yeah. And then you have to be able to go. Oh, that's fine. I knew it would happen. Mm-hmm. Now I pay for it. Yeah. Now I pay for it. I'm I'm reasonable. Which is why I was another thing was I looked into my friends more. Those these guys who are sort of big guys, but they're trim, but they have a night, they have fun. They go out, they have kebabs, they have beer all the time. Mm-hmm. And the difference between me and them was they don't have two cans of beer Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They don't have kebabs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They have different stuff for breakfast. They have different stuff for lunch. I'm seeing them at evening fun time. Yeah. And applying that evening fun time logic across a whole week. Yeah. It's not valid. And I was making that mistake partially because I'm a comedian and they all have nine to fives. Mm-hmm. So they can be more disciplined because they lead a more regimented life. Um, so they can afford to... Also, like, their lunch is observed by their colleagues. Yeah. You know, so if they came in with a whole pizza to themselves, <laughs> I guess Sandra across the desk would be like, you're having a breakdown. <laughs> is everything are you, okay? Are you okay? No, it's fine. Blah, blah. Whereas if you're a comedian, you're on your own at home, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can have marshmallows. Like a kilogram of marshmallows. And there's no one no, there. No one's going to stop Just you. Only, only your reflection <laughs> will judge you for that. New rule. I can eat a kilogram of marshmallows, but I have to do it looking in the mirror. In the bath. The you time. have to eat them out of the sink. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, you have, in between each marshmallow, you have to go, oh, just shake your head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like marshmallows. Yeah. But the idea of doing something so uh, uh, masochistic <laughs> appeals to me. Yeah. I don't know why that if says about me. Film it in black and white and <laughs> yeah. you win an award. <laughs> Go viral on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just to be clear exactly what a biomat is, because I kind of talked about it, but I just kind of made fun of it without saying what it is. Went on the internet and went found biomathealth.com. What is a biomat? A biomat is an FDA licensed, so it's licensed, that's a thing, medical device that combines the state of art, far infrared light, and negative ion technology with the healing power of amethyst crystals. This healing mat delivers professional therapeutic results in a home or professional setting. The biomat is a revolutionary healing tool ideal for healthcare professionals or anyone interested in improving their overall well-being so it's supposed to improve your immune system functions circulation supposed to relieve pain increase metabolism ease joint pain and stiffness stress fatigue i don't know maybe it works i've never used one before but um i'm just i'm not no i won't i say no to that um, but anyways, moving right along, uh, my website's pretty much up and running now, which is cool. So you can find all my dates on abigalia.com. The calendar is 100% updated. I'm just still trying to work on making it look as pretty as possible. But if you go to abigalia.com, you can find past episodes of Namaste Bitches. You can find my blogs. You can find my show dates, all of the above. All right, let's get back to Pierre Novelli. Uh, this time talking a little bit about counting calories and working out and uh, be nice came up again which uh, you know keeps coming up keeps coming up be nice to yourself through this podcast 
Here we go. The other thing was a lot of advice and medical advice was, oh, don't count calories, never count calories. Mm-hmm. And everyone says never count calories, terrible. And I realized that a lot of that is because of anorexia. Mm-hmm. And you go, fair enough. I have quite a few anorexic friends, some of them terribly, terribly anorexic. And mm-hmm. they are taught not to count calories because that's part of their obsession. Yeah. And the obsession with control. And you go, that's fine. But you know who else I know who counts calories? Olympic level rowers. Yeah. Because they need to make sure they're getting like 10,000 because they do that much rowing and they have the bodies of Greek gods yeah. and they need fuel for that. And I learned that it's fine to count calories as long as you're counting up to a healthy amount. I get really overwhelmed when I try to count calories. I think of it as like a budget. I don't do it obsessively. Okay. Like I th- that's why I've never downloaded that MyFitnessPal thing because I think it would see, drive have, me insane. See, I have MyFitnessPal, so I'm just like trying to get i'm like how much how much rice is that is, is that, that a grape is that yeah <laughs> wait how many grapes wait yeah and then it'll like say yeah uh, anyways yeah. i i i i find it overwhelms me if you're an obsessive person then maybe watch out for it but the, mm-hmm. the point is that i don't think don't count calories as good as a blanket rule mm-hmm. because it's it's worked very nicely for me um especially since i started like so i weigh a lot of stuff like rice or oats Okay. And I just, I weigh it up to 100 because on the box it tells you how much 100 is. Yeah. And you go, fine. I choose 100 then. Okay. Because I'm lazy. Yeah. And it's the easy, I'm not going to calculate. Ooh, 98 times by no point. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not Mr. Calculator. 100, yeah. let's go for it. That's fine. And you can afford to be a bit loose with it. Yeah. And, uh, but it does, it, it works two ways. So one way you think about it is you look at something that's bad for you. And if you think about it as money, so like I'm an active young adult male. So that's like, what, like 2,500 mm-hmm. between 2,000, 2,500 a day. You should be fine. Um, obviously don't get all of that from lard. You will be very <laughs> sick. <laughs> Even if you get the right number, you will be very sick. You have to balance it. Yeah. Um, cause then a lot of times people go, well, I counted calories and I've had diarrhea for nine months. You go, cause it's all lard. <laughs> you, you can't just do one. You have to balance it. Yeah. I know it's, it's, it's the thing with being fit is it staying healthy. It's hard, but it's simple yeah it's very simple it's super simple it's Mm -hmm. energy in energy out right number of green things red things whatever Mm -hmm. it's very hard but it's very simple it's like climbing a mountain you go up is it easy no but you don't have to think about the concept is yeah you don't need to read a book on it really Mm -hmm. the nhs has a free guide online with literally very good resources for free but so i'd look at something unhealthy and go that costs me a thousand Mm -hmm. that's quite expensive Mm -hmm. maybe i'll do something else but then sometimes if I'm in a rush and I'm like, God, I really need something quickly. I'll go to McDonald's mm-hmm. and I'll look at the burger and I'll go, God, a thousand for only two pounds. That's great. And I'm in a rush <laughs> and I'll eat it. Yeah. And that's fine. That's also fine. Yeah. You can't be a Nazi to yourself. I mean, don't get me. If you're listening to this and you're preparing for a film role, <laughs> be a horrible. Like, Tighten up. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're Christian Bale in The Machinist <laughs> and you're trying to get the kind of horrifying Holocaust look that he managed to achieve. Yeah you're deliberately doing something unhealthy for art and that's different yeah or whatever if you're if you're the guy who plays thor mm-hmm. and you like that guy i read what he did and it's like almonds every 10 minutes and stuff of protein like oh, spinach wow. and, yeah he can't look like that all the time yeah if he did he would spend all day having to look like that then you're a professional bodybuilder yeah that's unrealistic if you look at a bodybuilder and think that's how i want to look all muscly and you go well you better find a new job i was i just listened to a podcast where a bodybuilder 
uh, talked about what he does to maintain what yeah. he looks like. And he was like, people think they want to look like my energy's low all the time because yeah. he has no fat reserve. Yeah, exactly. So when, first of all, he, th- this person whose name is, I, escapes me right now, he doesn't, um, he doesn't maintain bodybuilding that status all the time. Yeah. Like whatever, uh, whatever, what is it? Competition stuff. But he's yeah. like, when I'm doing it, I'm just, I'm low energy. Yeah. I'm tired. And they, they, they steam themselves. Yeah, to before the right before the uh, the show, because that gets that can get you down from like two percent body fat to one. Yeah, if you're so. if you're an adult man, I think your minimum body fat should be like fifteen or twenty. Oh, it's yeah. much higher if you're a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, those guys are very unhealthy. I mean, I've seen a, a young bodybuilding type with like twenty six inch biceps, a huge, huge guy, mm-hmm. get his ass handed to him by a fifty five year old ex Royal Marine in an arm wrestling contest mm-hmm. because the fifty five year old ex Royal Marine does pull ups and push ups still and has always been that strong. And this guy's got a lot of bulk but no real strength behind it. And not oh, balanced yeah. strength. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's sitting there targeting one muscle group. Yeah. Whereas the other guy the other guy has to climb over a wall with one hand has been shut off and yeah, yeah. like different kinds of fitness. Yeah. So what are what physical fitness things do you do um mine is based on i used to do weights and things but Mm -hmm. then i realized i was some of them target individual muscles and Mm -hmm. aren't that useful so my thing now is um the way i justify it to myself is i should be able to throw my own weight around Mm. that's something i should be able to do so i'm obsessed with being able to do pull up that's my next goal that's why i signed up to do a tough mutter because you gotta because you have to be able to yeah. And I'm doing it with all fit guys right now. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, that's my team. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, I don't want to be the guy who's like, that's it. I can't do it. Guys. Team motivation. Like, I have till September to be yeah. able to do monkey bars. That's it. Yeah. Never been able to do monkey bars. That's it. Well, part of it, swing your legs as well. Get the momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the pull-ups thing. So my first thing was push-ups. That's mm-hmm. cool. I could do maybe one and a half, two. Mm-hmm. I had good lower body strength. Just because I'm I'm big and tall and my legs have to be strong to carry me around, yeah. so it's like accident, accidental weight training yeah. for the legs, just day to day stairs, no upper body strength at all. I'm the exact same way. I could, and now I can do like I can do fifty, but oh, it was great. just gradual, horrible, slow, and I hated every second of it because I'm impatient and I'm Caesar or nothing. Yeah, and so you have to learn to be nice to yourself and go. Now I can do five. That's mm-hmm. more than one. Rather yeah. than going, oh, I can do five. What am I, like an eight-year-old girl? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Normal people can do 50. And uh, yeah, you've got to find funny ways to motivate yourself. Like I thought, if I'm in an, if I'm ever drafted into a war and the guy says, drop and give me 20, <laughs> I want to be able to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy who's like, like falls in the mud. And, that guy gets shot first. No one yeah, wants to be that yeah. guy. <laughs> He's the guy who's like, uh, oh, I'm gonna, sure going to miss my girl. And his head just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> the sniper shoots him first. Like, Why do you want to do 50, 50 push-ups? push-ups. I, so my head doesn't explode. So my head doesn't explode because <laughs> yeah. of the sniper. Yeah. Duh. Obviously. Like, you, but yeah, so throwing my own weight around, I thought that's quite easy to justify. That feels like something you should be able to mm-hmm. say, oh, I can do that. Yeah. I can carry myself. So your so right now you're doing push-ups yeah. and then... Pull-ups are the next thing. Pull-ups. I, I can't even do like one. Well, because you have a gym membership, right? Yeah. So I use that machine that helps assist assisted you. Thing? Yeah. yeah. And uh, my goal is to slowly take away the assistance. Yes, yes, and, yes. Yeah. Anyways, that's how I'm doing that's it. That's my plan. That's yeah. my plan. 
because the, the push-ups thing now means I've got much stronger arms and chests, but now mm. it's like sh- the shoulders yeah, and back. Yeah, shoulders and back. Yeah. So then you're going to have to, I'm going to have to find some way of not losing what I've got from the push-ups, but also if I do all the push-ups and then I try and do a pull-up, you're kind of screwed because you've already exhausted. Well, why don't you break it down into sets? Why don't you yeah, well, do that's 10 it, yeah. push-ups and then 10 pull-ups yeah. and then 10 uh, my uh but then uh, i see i reach my laziness thing and i know i've, I've got to be careful not to scare myself off i well uh, here do you just do do you go to the gym do 50 push-ups and leave no, no. um i'll go to the gym and do 50 push-ups and the reason a push-up is good so have you heard of a guy called charlie bronson no um so he, he's not his real name he named himself after the film star he is britain's <laughs> most violent prisoner and there's a film called bronson with tom hardy in, which is really good i recommend the film but he is properly fucking crackers. And he was a circus strong man when, before he was in prison. And he's published... It all makes sense now. He like, he's, he's so violent, so solitary all the time. And he's, he's crazy, but he has published books, which I do keep meaning to buy. Mm-hmm. Like, how to keep fit in a 20 foot by 20 foot cell. <laughs> and his thing is push-ups. You'll be ready when the apocalypse happens. Well, you'll be ready when the 20 police officers come in and <laughs> riot gear. And yeah. you'll beat up half of them. Yeah. He's huge, like he's massive. But the reason that I like push-ups as well is, depending on how you do them, it's all the different groups. You've got there's an element of planking in there. There's an element of leg strength you can add. Uh, so I'll do 50 push-ups, but I'll also do planks, front, sides. Um, you know, arms different levels apart. Mm-hmm. To you, then you can get the back involved as well. Um, and I'll run 5k on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do 5k in half an hour. Right now, I can... So my, my what I do is you pick distance or time to be the constant Yeah. in the equation. So my constant is half an hour. So at the moment, I'm up to like 4.8. Oh, you're right in there, In half man. an hour. So close. Yeah. And that's the thing where you have to... It's good to have numbers to measure your progress. You go, yeah. oh, this today, it was 4.81. Yeah. And that's up. And that's fine. Um, and then also, again, don't throw your toys out of the pram. It's yeah. 4.7 after a you're long fine. weekend of booze. Yeah. <laughs> you go, that's okay. <laughs> I'm sweating out all the Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay, buddy. There's no need to I'm go. I'm still here. I'm still here. Go straight to the pizza shop. Yeah. Yeah. So and and sometimes I'll throw in some shoulder shoulder shrugs and mm-hmm. stuff with dumbbells and well, vary, you got to vary it up. Yeah. I don't I don't do legs because my legs are big enough already. Yeah. I don't I, really care about them. I've started lifting because I've done I do yoga obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I did all the running. It's still I still didn't really drop weight. Yeah. I started eating yeah. more. I'm yeah. like I don't count my calories, but yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. if you run twenty miles you're just gonna be hungry. Yeah. That's well, just how it is. Another reason I count them is I have no natural sense for how much food I'm eating. Yeah. So that's it helps me to have a number because mm-hmm. I really <laughs> When I have done it, that's what's made me realize how much I drink. Yes. Because I, I, my calorie count would be down all day long, sure. down all day long. And then I'd go to a show and it'd be like, mm. I just drank 500 calories worth of food. Well, and also if you're a stand-up, sometimes a lot of your pay is kind of in the form of free beer yeah. and you feel like, oh, can I get my money's worth? Yeah. Um, that's another problem. It's quite a specific problem. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. For us, it's hard. But also that's but. the other thing with counting calories is maybe learn the vague values of some things and then just get on with your life yeah because once you learn it you kind of you can't unlearn the knowledge yeah that's true you can't forget but what i was gonna say is i've started lifting yeah and uh, a friend of mine gave me like do this one day do this another day do this yeah so i alternate uh 
today was biceps and back. Yeah. Then I'll do legs and shoulders. Yeah. And then I'll do so, uh, something and something. And then abs every day. Yeah. That only takes about a half hour sure. of being at the gym and then like a half hour of cardio. Sure. As opposed to going out and running for two hours. Yes. Um, yeah. It, anyways, that's my. if you wanted to start doing pull-ups, my advice yeah. to you would be push-ups one day, pull-ups another, yeah. and you won't lose your gains. Well, that's it, yeah. I don't think you would, anyways. And also, I found the re- one of the reasons I switched to something like push-ups is um, I was plateauing mm-hmm. with, say, bicep curls. Mm-hmm. So with bicep curls, I was stuck on uh, 14 kilos. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck, and I was like, God, every day I try and do move up to 16s. And it would just, I just, it wouldn't be able to do the same number of reps at all. It would just collapse. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck. Um, then I went, okay. And I switched to push-ups. And then the other day, just for fun, I went back and thought, I wonder if I could do 16s right dream. Easy. Yeah. I could do, oh, that's cool. I could do double what I even thought I was aiming for the last time. Just mm-hmm. because push-ups had forced me to do a much harder thing. Yeah. Because um, I actually looked up. Because uh, you weigh more than a dumbbell. I weigh a lot more than a dumbbell. <laughs> Uh, if you weigh 100 kilograms, when you do a push-up, you are doing about 70%. Oh, wow. I looked up the fulcrum. So your 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 feet are the center of motion. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're in your up position, mm-hmm. I think it's about 70, 70.6, something like that. And then in the down position, it goes up to sort of 73, 74, because it's the, the angle has changed, so the force is more, but not much more. So about 70. Oh, wow. So if you're 100 kilos and you do a push-up, that's 70 kilos. That you're wow. pushing. Yeah. And it's better than, say, uh, I think it's better than, a, a say, a bench. Yeah. Because a bench is very specific, sort of two or three muscle groups, whereas mm-hmm. a push-up, it's natural balance. A lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the balancing okay. muscles yeah. are being worked out. and Also, it's just easier. You can do it anywhere. You can wake up, roll out of bed, and do it. D- yeah. And the bench is never fucking free. No. There's a queue. There's only one in a whole gym with, like, 100 people in it. There's a queue of, like, eight roided out freaks waiting for the bench i uh once i was and they get all impatient and nippy if you take too long there was this guy doing like hogging the squat rack which i was like when did this become my life yeah that i'm like watching this little it like like doing other things but just looking at the squat rack the whole time because he's not even doing squats like i'm like you're not even doing it right Yeah, yeah and and he got off it and i like sprinted yeah to it and you could see everyone go "Eh." yeah you got it there yeah that's the nice thing about because that stresses me out and it's annoying isn't it so push-ups you go i just need a mat yeah there's loads of mats the only only mats are being used like there's some old lady on a giant ball (laughs) (laughs) there's there's someone doing something i don't even know what it's for yeah they're kind of lifting a weight with their sole of their foot backwards whatever i could just (laughs) lie down next to these guys yeah and do a whole bunch of planks Push-ups, sit-ups, whatever, stretching. Mm-hmm. The stretching thing, you, 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 the yoga thing is bang on. I don't do yoga, but I do yoga stretches yeah. on my own terms. And I have to stretch the shit out of my Achilles because of how many times I've injured them. Yeah. So I, gradually, again, another thing, I should be able to touch my toes. I'm going to practice that and work on that. I Yeah. It's I'm, hard. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm a yoga instructor, there's something to me very weird when people can't touch their toes. See, it's I, very like, to me, it's kind of like... Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but it's literally gross to me. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. just like, what do you mean you can't do the yeah, basic yeah, yeah. human function? See, was that? It's like thing? that. It's same with people who who don't read for pleasure. Yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. a turn off for me. That's it. Well, see, I've never really been able to do it. I can get close. Yeah, but when yeah, I was young, disgusting. it was yeah, <laughs> exactly revolting. <laughs> when I was young, it was um, part of it was just because 
the way I got tall because mm. I just had these fucking acres of legs and just yeah. these little boy arms and I was like this is not a fair contest yeah. <laughs> old dwarf legs over here <laughs> he can rub his own feet <laughs> straight down the line that's ridiculous and that was again then that becomes an excuse in your head and mm-hmm. I, I can pretty much do it now but yeah I've got to stretch the living daylights out of my legs yeah. it's a nightmare but I, you've just got to sit and do it that's another thing where you go this is a normal human function yeah. and I should be able to do it in the same way you, 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 if you work at it hard enough it starts to become like I should be able to shit without blood in it. <laughs> that's, that's a goal for me to stop bleeding out my butthole every time good good for you buddy that's true you should be able to do that <laughs> I would like to just point out that the whole be nice to yourself came up again kind of reminds me of Juliet Burton's advice which was be nice in general which you can hear her talk on the previous Namaste Bitches. But yeah, we're rounding off to the end here, and Pierre starts to talk about um, how his fitness has affected other aspects of his life, whether it's made things harder or easier and stuff like that. Um, Thank you so much for listening uh, this far into this podcast, and if you haven't listened to the other episodes, check them out. And if you like it, maybe uh, rate it on iTunes or tell your friends or share because word of mouth is really how these things go around. But all right, let's get back to it. I like that your goals are pretty much like, I just, I just, this is just very basic. It's, instead I of just like, should. Yeah. I'm not going to be like. Instead of trying to look like. Instead of watching Pumping Iron and being like, yeah, Arnold. <laughs> I got this. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I am weak, that kind of thing. Uh, how um, uh, how's everything else going? Like uh, creatively, um, how how do you work during the day? As... With great difficulty. Yeah. I'm, I tell you what, the nice thing about getting fit is that it improves every other section of your life. Hundred mm. percent. Mm. You're happier. You're more efficient, more and self the self discipline is transferable. Mm-hmm. You think, well, now I'm good at be running on time. Can't, you try, you can. It makes it easier to make yourself sit down and write. Mm-hmm. Much easier. That's the, the that's why um, I when I part of the dramatic weight loss period was me going. This is actually a priority because yeah. this skill is so useful in every other area that it's more valid than getting really good at something that's only applicable in a very specific situation. Yeah, because it's everything. Your body and the chemicals in it are everything. So there's kind of no excuse for. You've got to do it. You've mm-hmm. really got to. I'm not saying it's it's a cure-all, but mm-hmm. I'm way f- better and funnier for having done it. Mm-hmm. It's basic uh, self-discipline. It's such a, a skill I've almost never had mm-hmm. as well. I am so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I will, if I don't need to get up, the level of laziness I can enter into is haunting. Yeah, I'm trying to... <laughs> do be better about waking up but i do allow myself like i'm really trying to not nine to five but Mm. monday through friday get up and live like a human being yeah so on saturday and sunday it's like then i can sleep in because i didn't sleep in on monday yeah and if you have a late gig yeah the your leeways you go you know what i got home at one because someone paid me to go to fucking hull yeah so therefore that's okay and then you're nice to yourself again right but um, but even like I'll sleep till two. Oh yeah. If if I've had so, 
yesterday I stayed up working till 3 a.m., but I did wake up at 10 today. So I was mm. like, okay, that's reasonable. And yeah. then I'll go to bed at a reasonable time tonight. Yeah. And then I'll be back on schedule. But, uh, oh, here's a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Uh, is what, how do you, f- okay, so with eating healthy, yeah. this is just for me. Everyone else, you turn off the podcast. Skip these five <laughs> minutes. Uh, how, how do you eat healthy at night as a comedian? At night? Uh, it's v- almost not possible. <laughs> Thank there's, you. Okay. There's good. a level. Right. There's a level. You know what? You can leave now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world does not want you to eat healthily once the sun has gone down. Yeah. It's not interested in that. Um, there's a level at which. it. De- so this is difficult because it depends if you've had your evening meal already or not. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, eat whatever's around. Don't go crazy, but eat the healthiest. Have a kebab, but have the salad version. Mm-hmm. no chips with it kind of thing that's yeah. fine you you know what it's a late night you that's fine it's absolutely fine deal with the consequences later um but if you've already had an evening meal and you're just hungry because you've been up till two mm-hmm. getting back from a gig uh, there's an extent to which it's better to go to sleep a bit hungry mm-hmm. or wait till you get back to your house and have a fucking banana or something yeah if, there, if there's any kind of 24-hour shop they will have fruit and other things or do you ever carry stuff with you yeah sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good idea Get into your whole Tupperware thing. <laughs> Crazy I Tupperware guy. I feel like a douche when I do that. I I'm feel like... These the... are my bag of almonds, guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you enjoy your chips. I'm just going to... Yeah. I always have contempt for myself when I do it, but it depends what's in the Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go, it's like it's salmon eyeballs and uh, <laughs> asparagus roots. <laughs> You're insane. You're living like an insane person. This, why are you doing that? It's got a lot of omega-3 fatty acids. It's, it's, it's for your brain. <laughs> I read it in a magazine. <laughs> no one likes that guy. <laughs> and there's an extent to which what you're doing is social, joining in. Yeah. And then you go, you know what? That is the price for being social today. Mm-hmm. The price of being social today is is working a bit harder in two days. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. You need it's you need to pay it. It's like having a credit card. I'm a little bit in debt, but I'll pay it off at the end of the month. How long did it take you to get be this healthy in your thinking of health? Oh, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> also, to an extent, it's a lot easier to give advice than follow it. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I've been plateauing for so long is my own laziness. Mm. But then part of the reason I haven't gone up for so long is because of, of working at it. Yeah. So it's it's literal literal equilibrium. Uh, it's really, it's, it's training. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's thoughts um, and attitudes are like... Do you do mental training as far as like, do you do like three pages in the morning of like, oh, you know, that, that kind sort of, of, or do you meditate or, or is it just you I do sort working of a bit out of mindfulness stuff? Yeah. Part of it is reminding myself. I find logic very helpful. Mm-hmm. So I find it helpful to sort of go, this is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And you go, yeah, it is unnecessary. And it helps if you have a kind of imaginary thing in your head. So, I you, it's not like a sort of hero or something, but like an archetype where you can mm-hmm. go, would that be necessary? Or, or imagine yourself in a different context and go, would I do this if the, if I was over there? And mm-hmm. you go, no, you wouldn't. And you go, well, then it's not necessary, is it? Yeah. Sometimes it is necessary. <laughs> like, you know, if someone you know is dead or something, then yeah, have a few beers. That's fine. <laughs> But if it's just, it's Wednesday and it's three in the afternoon, don't have a few beers. You don't need to. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. bad for you. It's taken a long time to do it. It's, re- it's, it's really, really hard. 
It's really hard, which is why you got to be nice to yourself. Yeah. But it's very simple. Simple but it's hard. It's so I simple. Like but it's so hard. Yeah. Don't worry about it being hard. It's it, it, the only reason that there's so much m- the industry is worth billions, health, podcasts, fucking mantras, you know, little carved wooden happy dolls you can hang above your bed. Yeah. All of that is there because it's hard. If it was easy, we wouldn't even be bothering talking about it. Yeah. There's no podcast about just how do you tie your shoes? Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's cracked it. Like, health, there are healthy people who'd listen to us talking in such depth about this as if it, it was about tying your shoes. Like, what do you mean? You just do it. <laughs> yeah. We're not those people. Yeah. That's fine. It's hard for us. That's okay. Mm. But it's very simple. Don't lie to yourself and say, it was too complicated. It's not. Yeah. Somehow I'm fat and all I had was nine pizzas. It's very yeah. simple. That's, that's why. That's an equation. Did you ever write down all your food? Did you ever do that? Um, I'm very lazy. So I did so, that for yeah. like a day. Yeah. And it terrified me enough that I got the point. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. I don't need to torture myself. <laughs> nine <laughs> pizzas. All right. Now. No, I get it. There's that, yeah. I, can, I, can, you know, I can see how this has, has worked. But I don't, I never really thought, for me, what a cheat, what, so that bubble of self-deceit where you go, oh, I don't really eat that much. What punctured that for me was not the food diary attempt. Mm-hmm. What punctured that for me was the calorie counting. Count. If you actually look up on Domino's website, they have a whole spreadsheet of what the calories are. Yeah. But it's massive. It's super hard to read. Mm. The font is tiny. Yeah. And it's per slice. And because Domino's menu has so many variables, it actually takes a, sort of a historian to kind of chart like but what did i have yeah and different sizes have different slice numbers so one slice of a small is not the slice of a large yeah so it's they make it very complicated but yeah. i once worked out that a pizza i'd had was worth like four days of calories really? and i'd eaten it in half an hour and i was like oh my god in a that is harrowing fun fact in new york for all chain uh stores or all chain restaurants so like your dunkin mm. donuts your mcdonald's your oh, chipotle's sure. It is now required by law that they have the calorie counts yeah. uh, visible for you to see. Yeah. Uh, which um, everyone, no one realized how much was in a Starbucks latte until yeah. that went up. Um, but it, it, same, like if you go to Chipotle, because yeah. you pick or you pick your own yeah. stuff. The so variables. It's, like, it's literally like burrito calorie count three hundred or two. 2,850. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. And yeah. they'll pick the lowest variable because yeah. they don't want you to not buy the thing. Yeah. Also, watch out for serving size. Yeah. A lot of stuff, it's like 80 calories per serving. And you go, wow. And you go, what's your definition of a serving? Five milliliters, like a teaspoon. <laughs> you go, I'll have a teaspoon of Coke. <laughs> like, a weird, like a weird medicine. Well, the, <laughs> I know this is a very like immigrant problem, yeah. but because the way your guys' food labels are different here. Yes. And the way they do servings here is mm. different. And because I don't know the imperial system, it yeah. will be like, what's a serving size? Four milliliters. And I'm like, what's a mil? I don't know. What yeah. a mil- yeah. Like, I know what a, a cup is. I know what it is. See, that's you know, the, I get I'm, baffled by American recipes because they go, use a cup of beans. And you go, yeah. what's a cup well, of beans? I have lots of cups. Like, <laughs> some of them are pretty big. Like, I like a big, I have a liter cup. Like, what are you talking about? You're like, very well, and you pull out the pint glass. Yeah, and I'm like, well, really... the recipe said a cup of cream. <laughs> kind of attitude. I said, what are you? I, America's really odd, because I, I used to make a joke that 
it would only work in America, and so I stopped doing it here. Yeah. Then, okay, America fought really hard to get rid of the British Empire, but f- fights really hard to keep its measuring system. <laughs> it's literally called the imperial <laughs> measuring system. Like, surely as an act of patriotism, you guys should have binned it. Gone to metric system. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the American military uses metric. Even they don't mess around. Yeah. They have to teach their recruits how far a kilometer is. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's how sniper scopes and measured and artillery and all the, all the proper stuff. It's all oh. metric. You can't go around saying, you know, use a medieval measurement for like a fucking super gun or something. It's like a trebuchet. Um, yeah, but the, the the ability to be mentally healthy, yeah. it's super fucking difficult. Yeah. I cannot recommend mindfulness or therapy enough. Do, do you do therapy? I used or? to, yeah, okay. for a bit. I do it in, intermittently. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a regular thing for me anymore, but it's very important mm-hmm. to figure out how you work and why you motivate yourself to do things and not other things. Um, the biggest toys out of pram moment I had in my life mm-hmm. was I was 15 was between 15 and 16 I was desperate to be better on the rugby team mm-hmm. especially because I'm South African originally so rugby is like that's like end all be all it's like football in Texas yeah like I, was, I was just thinking yeah that in my and head. South Africa is a lot like Texas in terms of the cattle culture and the culture of pioneers with wagons and suppressing the natives and <laughs> it's like texas but more patriotic with more guns less barbecue Le- <laughs> no more but different more african oh yeah anyway, i guess so okay. anyway but so super motivated i ran miles and miles every day for the whole summer holidays because rugby season is the winter mm-hmm. and i got super fit fittest maybe i'd ever been up to that point and have fittest i've been up till now mm-hmm. super super fit super keen uh, first practice of the season, get out of the changing room, put my rugby boots on, put on my jumper and little overly tiny shorts, mm-hmm. break my ankle walking to the pitch. Oh my God. Yeah. Fall, like not even dramatically, literally my ankle rolls slightly as a stud on the boot catches on, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the lower door jam of a big door. Yeah. 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 Just, just, uh, just, and the tiniest little roll. Oh my God. And the growth plate in between the joints cracked right down the middle so not even like a big break but just a tiny little crack in this little plate uh seven or eight months in a cast full leg cast all fitness last one leg sort of withered (laughs) i just went well fuck all of this then and i essentially just gave up from that point on fitness because it was such a big fuck you yeah i just went no no i'm not i spent months on this and in me i didn't even get to run around a pitch with my new fitness oh, level. Oh, God. I didn't even get to test it, like, test drive this car. I don't know feeling. how you ever pick your toys back up well, after it, that. Well, it took a while. <laughs> and it took a while to just go, to just grow up and go, you know what? That's, you can't, what, are you going to die at 41? Like, yeah. And get airlifted out of your fat house because <laughs> of this one thing? Yeah. No, you can't. You can't take that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, my coach at the time was a real asshole, so... That was like an extra reason to to be shit at rugby or not yeah. be as good as I could have been. I was yeah. okay. I was distinctly average. Yeah. At that sport, and then I didn't have the natural aggression needed to smash people in the face. Yeah. Not without a reason. <laughs> Just because he's on the blue shirt. You know? it's like, it's, I don't hate him enough as a person. <laughs> I could never do it. I just thought maybe we could have a nice chat. He's like, well, he's just a, he's come over from another school. He could be cool. Also, there were guys at my own maybe school. Maybe we, we could be friends. I yeah. Don't, I don't want to pummel him. Yeah, I think we could hang out. If I played my the year above me, oh, I could tackle that because there's some of those guys I fucking hated. So I was oh, like, yeah. I have a great reason to smash into him. He's a dick all the time. Stranger from another school could be my equivalent. Yeah. Yeah, no. I thought it was overthinking it already. That's so funny. Not a good player. 
Um, all right. Well, I mean, we've covered for about an hour. Um, thank you so much for coming, Pierre. No, and, thanks for having me. I, and, I uh, think I've rambled a bunch of shit that you've you've been great but um how do how do the people uh twitter website oh, yeah. upcoming shows what what do you want to talk about i'm on twitter to... i have a facebook page but i don't update it enough frankly um i am on my facebook page too much i've got to i've got to get a handle on that that's another self-discipline thing it's for com- for comedians um i'm on twitter at pianovelli which mm-hmm. is hard to spell but I- i'll put it all in yeah. the show notes any any variant of that will lead you eventually to me if you improvise it if yeah. you if you have a jazz attempt at spelling it <laughs> yeah uh, I'm doing an Edinburgh show where I actually do discuss quite a lot of this great um, and there's previews in and around London and the UK and then it'll be in Edinburgh for all of August mm-hmm. so if you're at the festival come and see it um, it's kind of it really great thanks for having me on it's a really good idea for a show oh thank you um i'm i'm excited about it now <laughs> now that i finally got it up and running which i project. recorded five of them in new york mm. and then just let them sit there for about seven months yeah but now my goal is uh one on the 15th of the month one on the first of the month that's cool so this will go out may 15th awesome so yeah great awesome i hope great. i don't come across like a piece of shit no i don't <laughs> think you will at all thank you so much thanks And so that's it. Pierre's advice. Don't throw your toys out of the pram. Or, if you are in America, the crib. But please follow Pierre at Pierre Novelli on Twitter. P-I-E-R-R-E-N-O-V-L-L-I-E. He'll also be in the show notes. And go see his Edinburgh show in Edinburgh. He'll be on at the Pleasance Courtyard at 9.30 with Pierre Novelli is anxious Peter um, and maybe check out some previews in London before Edinburgh starts. And follow me on Twitter. I'm at Abigailia. You can find all my show dates at abigailia.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. And if you are listening to the podcast and you like it, put something up on uh, iTunes. Maybe shoot me a message. Maybe tell your friends. Let's just get the message out there. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. And namaste. Namaste.